0: Peek behind the curtain of the Softly Training Lab with the Softly Performance Podcast. The pinnacle of human performance is out there, and we
1: intend to find it.
0: Welcome back to another Lunch and Learn series on the Softly Performance Podcast today. We are continuing on with Chapter 2 of our current um, topic that we are covering.
1: Yeah, so this is... This is um... Continuing from the episode that we, we released before, this is now episode two of the, the Conscious Warrior System introduction. So what we're going to be looking at today is, is focusing a bit more on specifically how can this system um, be applied and be relevant within the TATS community. One thing I thought that that might be really interesting to, to start us off with is if I can ask George just to give us a little bit of a, a background into where his initial idea of, of creating not only the, the, the kind of the conscious warrior system, but specifically where does the, the term conscious warrior kind of come from? Uh, and how, sort of, what, what are the, what are the beginnings of that, I guess? It's
0: <laughs> uh, actually a really good question. So the, the, the original idea came from wanting to fix myself. And I think I've said this before on a few different podcasts I've talked and we've talked about before on here. And a lot of it came down to knowing that, hey, I I needed to fix my sleep because it was really jacked up after the military and I didn't know how to do that. But I also understood that it played a major role in my quality of life. Second was, well, all right, well, what comes with that? The same thing is nutrition. So it was like, hey, I need to start looking at my nutrition. And, And as I'm pretty sure everyone's been following the performance podcast, I think I've gone through like being, you know, low fat to high carb to moderate proteins to where I just like went pure keto or I went pure vegetarian. Um, And everyone who's close to me has known that I like to go ahead and play around with a lot of these different things. and And it's helps me kind of find and understand nutritional behaviors of like what it is that really needs to fuel me to give me the optimal energy to operate as a human being. And that was kind of the idea behind it was because I got out of the military and it was like, well, I'm just this person now who's helping other athletes, but I need to fix myself as well. And that's kind of the idea behind the, the, the original idea of that was really just kind of looking at sleep and nutrition. And then what started kind of coming into role from there was pretty much central nervous system health, which was HRV, right, heart rate variability. I started kind of understanding a little bit more about that and playing that role. And so then I'm like, all right, how does that affect, or what does that tell me if I was to use some kind of bio biofeedback wearable as such on how nutrition and sleep's affecting it when I can just kind of get conversation and talk to them because that's the way too. And when I started kind of understanding what HRV did for us, I started kind of letting me look at it from a simpler perspective in terms of what is our heart health, meaning what is that resting heart rate look like and how is it fluctuating when we do encounter stress from nutrition finance to life to occupation to training to however you want to look at stress stress is stress which then you know as time kind of went on and started understanding like there's some kind of psychological standpoint um that comes into this right meaning that hey it's not just about the physiological responses and the reactions in, in the body, it's also the psychological ones and how do we control those things. So I was like, all right, well, we need to start kind of looking at how we handle emotional health from everything. How do we manage our, our state in different situations? Which then kind of opened the door to like op- to occupational stress management, because at the end of the day now, if I'm a human and I can handle all those things, then it only makes me better in my profession. and. It's one of those things where, you know, since you came on to staff and has helped me me really look at it from a perspective of, oh, no, there are many parallels in the, sp- the sports strength conditioning world as well as the tactical strength conditioning world. We just need to go ahead and start connecting the parallels together and then start innovating them to, you know, what it is that's going to make the tactical athlete that much better from, you know, first responder law enforcement, firefighter, military athlete, however you want to look at it, it's going to go ahead and make them better if they can go ahead and look at these simple, you know, pillars that we're talking about in the conscious warrior system, understand making very, very small changes and get consistent with them over time goes from a behavior to a habit, which, you know, you start doing things that make you feel better, you might stick to that, you know? It's like, oh, what if I do like enjoy taking a shower prior to going straight to bed, you know, for ten minutes. You know, or it's like, <clears throat> I love pizza, but maybe I don't like the way it makes my belly feel for a couple of days, or I know it gives me low energy. <clears throat> Along with, maybe if I eat a sweet potato without the skin and a steak tonight instead of eating a steak and pizza, I'm gonna have a little bit more energy mentally, right? Because of the carbohydrate, the digestive process is gonna go. Ahead. So that behavior there is allowed for me to give me more energy, but it's also gonna make me perform better. Oh, cool. Well, now I'm now having control of my central nervous system because my central nervous system's not having to work as hard because I've done very small minute changes. So at the end of the day, when it comes down to looking at the conscious warrior and this and the the original goal was I need to fix all these things by myself. And I'm not saying I fixed them, I'm not saying that at all I'm not perfect. I'm still working them, but I had to learn how to go ahead and how to manipulate these different pillars or spears in front of me. So, so that I had control, so I owned the clock, saying that I got to do these things. Because you can do them being busy, working a full time job, being a tactical professional. It's just what it comes down to now. When we're like, where is that idea of the conscious warrior? It comes from like being super aware of like your own actions and behaviors, and what do those things do? Make how do they make you feel? And that's where it came down to. At the same time, it was the it was also the book, uh, Conscious Warrior." Uh, who was this Patrick Mc? something i forgot his last name it was a really good book though um
1: okay i'll have to check that out
0: yeah i have to so i, I forgot the, i have to i forgot the author's name we'll put on the show notes but honestly that was kind of the the reason why i like that because it was one of those things where you know throughout this book the mentor was teaching him how to be that much more aware of what it is he was doing and how he carried himself and yes like how he needed to go ahead and look at his food and how he was taking for him to go ahead and perform at his highest level right as a gymnastic star and that was that's the idea here it's the same thing it's like we're just trying to create this internal awareness through these through our behaviors that allow for us to have control of our performance when game day comes on to where sometimes when the uncontrollable actually does become controllable
1: yeah i mean that's to be honest it is it's super interesting to hear where it's come from And, and when i when um when i kind of came on board with softly it was something that that George had been running with for, for quite a while it was it was quite an evolved idea already like having having kind of run a previous seminar series and yep. and there was a lot of content already in there and the thing that really kind of stuck out for me was in comparison to anything else I'd experienced in the in the tactical performance world before this wasn't just a case of um, it being something that had been borrowed or taken from from professional sport and, and kind of repackaged to make it sound like it was relevant. This was something that um, that, that George and the, and the rest of the team had kind of developed, literally based on first hand experience of doing the job. As George was saying, from from kind of being in that position where yeah. he was he was sort of finding that that performance and the lifestyle and things like that were suffering because of the lack of sleep and kind of problems with nutrition and, and kind of finding that these things are all, are all sort of interconnected. Um, and a- again, for kind of, for me, that was something I, I really, sort of really resonated this importance of, of making it, making whatever kind of the, the content was that we, we put out really, really relevant to the community and, and specifically yeah. made for the community, you know, rather yeah. than, rather than kind of being uh, something that was sort of hashed together. Um, I so mean, that- if
0: if you could have been on a fly on our first conversation when I was explaining the conscious warrior system to Matt, I think everyone would be like, what is this guy talking about? I was talking about spiral dynamics. I was pulling in a bunch of really wild ideas of how these things are interconnected. And at the end of the day, it was like, yeah, they're interconnected. And this makes sense. I'm like, all right, cool. I didn't like, I went down a really far path, but was able to like, kind of bring it back out and look at it. You know, and like you said, the seminars were a big piece of that because again, I had helped develop seminars in the past. I was running my gym. I was teaching clinics. I was teaching coaches. I was doing all of those things. And it ended up, you know, it kind of became one of those things where it was like, all right, all of this stuff matters, but but why is the athlete not changing? And it was like, no, what's happening outside of whatever it is that we're looking at, right? We're so focused. Again, we've said this in the past. We're so focused on what is the answer to the problem when the answer to the problem is the problem. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like- so it's it's kind of one of those things where you just kind of open the door to where all right cool how do we go ahead and effectively make these minor changes that don't affect your lifestyle that actually only give you an edge up and i'm not saying sitting there journaling every single day and like something that might be something that helps people out no i'm talking about like actually making conscious awareness decisions that will set you up for the future and that means that you're there in that present and being like, okay, cool. I know I have to be at work at 7 a.m. in the morning and I have to train it. I have an hour-long training session and I have to be X, Y, and Z. Where can I fit that at? And I used to have a saying called fitting it between the margins. Yeah. Um, and, and the wife brought that back. She's like, babe, you're just fitting everything between the margins. And I'm like, it's actually, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Thanks, right? And it's like, that's literally what we're doing. But to fit between the margins is being able to have control of the clock. I and mean, when we keep going back to that and controlling the clock is understanding how to manage your sleep. And I understand everyone can't sleep eight hours a night. Some people are sleeping five to six, but what if you can get high qualities of sleep for those five to six hours? That matters, and that's gonna help you out.
1: Mm, oh. Definitely, and that, that's something I'm, I'm really excited. So just for for kind of listeners, uh, as, as George was saying, this is this is kind of our initial chapter, these three episodes. Um, and following that, we'll we'll start diving in a little bit deeper into each of the six individual pillars. Um, and as part of that, we'll, we'll really kind of try and take some time to unpack things like sleep and nutrition. And again, from a, a perspective that's all about the relevance to, to kind of the rest of the tactical community. Um, so it's, it's, I guess it kind of all fits into this idea of how we, ideally, we'd like all of the, the kind of the, the tactical community to be able to live and work like professional athletes, kind of with the resources and support network that that kind of goes alongside that. But we recognize that actually very few people are able to get access to things like this. So, so what we've, what we've kind of tried to do with the, with the conscious warrior system is effectively sort of plug the gaps to, to kind of um, almost make up for, for where people don't have access to the sports psychologist or the nutritionist, or or kind of in, in some instance, the physical therapist and kind of the, the um the medical side of, of the team or the sports med side of the team. Um and and what we want to try and do is um, yeah kind of make a, a again going back to what George was saying about sleep as an example, we want to try and try and get across the idea of of the the principles, I suppose, as a, as opposed to following like some really rigid hard prescription of, well, if you if you can't get eight hours of, of sleep every night, then it's not worth doing it. We recognise that that's not possible in a lot of cases <laughs> if you work in shifts or if you're on kind of funny duties or if you if you're someone that operates at night exclusively. We have to kind of figure out like, well, how can we make this work for you? How can we add the most value? Um, and yeah, I, I think that's that's something that. Has kind of a lot of that insight has come from
0: people like George actually doing the job. So understanding that stuff. It's not even the fact that like it's from me doing it. Yes, I I understand that's that's a that's a big thing. And, And I'm not saying that's I since I did it, everyone can do it. It's more the idea that again, we're taking the best practices and we're utilizing them in our own way. Right? Like, you have your own practices that help you recover, help you sleep well, help you eat a certain way. I have my own practices. And all we're doing here with this conscious warrior system is creating a, a, or putting up a light to allow for you to have the ability to see and change perspectives on how you can actually have control of this. Honestly, that's all it is. It's where you're like, no, find what works best for you right and again it's the reason why i go back to sleep and i know i always talk about it is because it's one of the most easiest things you can manipulate to go ahead and get really good sleep really simple it's not having to take supplements not it's it's really just changing your behaviors leading up to your bedtime and then changing your behaviors when you wake up it's 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 really simple so that's the reason why i keep going back to that because if we can get those down, you'll be able to understand how to look at, okay, how do I look at my nutritional value? Is, like I understand macronutrients matter, I understand calories matter. Yes, what I'm talking about is looking at food from an in- energy perspective, is like how much nutrients does this give me if I put this in my mouth? Are these empty calories? Because if empty calories, then how does it help fuel me? Is mm-hmm. kind of the idea, right? So it's like, it just starts kind of creating this different thought process in a very healthy manner that doesn't change your life. It just allows yeah. you to go ahead and think differently when you go ahead and look at these things that you actually do have control over.
1: Yeah. And I think actually sleep and nutrition are really good examples. Like as I said, we'll, we'll kind of dive into the into the pillars properly over the coming sessions, but but sleep and nutrition are really interesting because it, it can actually both of those can work both ways. So like like George was saying, we can figure out how to kind of how how to tweak nutrition and sleep so that we perform better but we can also use those as, as diagnostics. So if, for instance, you're, you're going through a, a, a period where you, you normally sleep very well, or you normally sleep with quite high, high density, and all of a sudden your sleep is way off, that can, that can offer some really interesting insights, insights into what else is going on, and exactly the same with nutrition. If, if there's kind of things where you're, you're moving away from your baseline. So for instance, we, we just had a, a, a conversation before we went on, on air about kind of craving different foods depending on what phase of training you're in. Things like that can be used as diagnostics as well as being, uh, I guess, almost like a prescription or a
0: um, like a-, a, a It could be, yeah, a, a report card.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and again, we're kind of, we're so used to doing that in training. So like if we're, if we're lifting for instance and all of a sudden what should be a comfortable 60 70% is feeling really really heavy or really really light intuitively we we know that there's probably something else going on there but now we want to try and extend that conversation into the other pillars so like Correct. we said talking talking and looking at things like sleep but also the the CNS management yep. and and really that that self awareness I think is is kind of the first conversation or the first step in in kind of really making change. If you can start recognizing when things drift away from that baseline, yep.
0: it, it's it's a really good point. You know, because of the fact that you said it perfectly is like all we're trying to do is become our own scientists, and I think that's a really good indicator. And I think the first the first step is, you know, asking yourself questions. And that's kind of one of those things that I do whenever, you know, I do talk to athletes, whenever we're going in down that path to see if you're overtrained, it's like, well, how's your sleep? Oh, it's not consistent. You're waking up twice a night. You're having X, Y, and Z. Okay, cool. Well, what's your nutrition look like? Uh, I start talking about it. And it's like, okay, cool. You're eating a high level of processed carbohydrates, very minimal, real food, very low in proteins and fats, which is a normal thing. People see Okay, cool. Hey, how's your uh, mood when you wake up in the mornings? Oh, it's neutral. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, how's your sex drive? Um, I mean, it's there, but it's not really. In- it's not a. It's not something I make an interest for or an effort for. And you're like, okay, cool. Um, all right. Well, what is you know you do? You wake up hungry? No. All right. Those are indicators that you're in a high sympathetic state. And I'm pretty sure I might have just named. I might've just pointed to everyone listening to the show and be like, oh my God, that's where I'm at. And like, that's an indication of overtraining. Now, can you control all those things? Yes. That's where that comes into being your own conscious warrior or being that internal awareness of being like, all right, what do I need to do today to go ahead and allow for myself to kind of get back to a baseline? Now, it doesn't mean I need to change my whole day up and not go to work. No, what can I do and change real small things? Oh, maybe I need my, instead of training super hard, say like I have, I turn into a rest day and do some recovery work, some movement work and just make adjustments for the week right? No problem to let myself recover. Oh, I might need to eat more. F- if I'm not hungry, I might need to eat more food actually. Yep. Cause I put food yeah. in, it's going to go ahead and get me moving. It's going to help. It's what I need. So maybe instead of it's not saying like when it tells me I'm not hungry, no, be like, no, you are hungry you're going to eat healthy yeah. foods, all those kinds of things. So again, man, when it comes down to it, right? Realistically, the goal is longevity. And to do those things, it doesn't come down to, like you said, a 30 day challenge. It doesn't come down to, you know, a, a 12 week challenge it comes down to being able to take whatever you learn in those 30 day challenges and those 12 week challenges and implement them for the rest of your life that's going to promote mm-hmm. positive qualities of life which that's yeah. kind of where we're at right now right and that's the first step is being able to share this stuff here today
1: yeah definitely it's, it's like like you sort of saying adding adding a little bit of value every day and just kind of almost getting that snowball effect is is what we want we've we've definitely talked before about this idea of yes we want you we want you to to kind of be able to perform optimally now we we get that within the tattoo community there's often very little margin for error in that you can't be performing optimally um but equally we're really interested in you still being able to do all the things you want to do still die living like kind of 50 60 years into the future um and and yeah, it's not, it's not ex- extremely sexy. It's not like one magic yeah. supplement or two kind of crazy new exercises that you've never heard of before. It's just, it's kind of asking those, like George was talking about, it's asking those questions of, well, is, is, is there something I could do better and, and yeah. having that self-awareness? Yeah. Um, no, I, I think it's really exciting and, and kind of what we're, what we're working on at the moment is, is running a, a small scale sort of pilot study, looking at, um, Almost making sure this system's watertight, that it works in 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 kind of real practice. Um obviously we've we've got a fair bit of experience within the team. Um, but we're we're now starting to to kind of just see what the things look like in the wild. Um but over the kind of coming months we're definitely going to be looking to expand this out. So so keep kind of keep tuned in for to to various sort of softly outlets. Um and we'll we'll put more information about running a a kind of a, a wider softly community study, I think.
0: Awesome. No, I'm excited about this, the current pilot study we're doing right now. We're fixing a lot of, I guess, back-end bugs with technology and yeah. getting yeah. things flowing easier. But there's actually been some really cool insights so far to seeing how everything's going. And I'm excited to continue sharing more about this. But till yeah, next definitely. time, guys, if you have anything for us, you know how to reach us, george.softly.com or matt at Thanks, guys. Till next time. Thank you.